as podcasters, we like to introduce our audience to similar podcasts. So here's a word from a fellow podcast we think you might enjoy. Hello, I am Dr. Chris, the host of the Radio Horror Network of shows, including the Dead TV podcast, Supernatural Creatures and Lore, and the Lost Boys Movie Minute podcast, with some of my co-hosts, like, for the Dead TV podcast, Mr. Zeneca. Hi, I'm the co-host for the Dead TV podcast, Occult Knowledge, Adam's Family, and Cursed Objects, and more. Listen to us. And then for the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, I have B-movie screen queen actress Mel Heflin. I'm horror actress Mel Heflin, and I appear in such flicks as Dick Nato and Mrs. Claus. And then for the Lost Boys Movie Minute podcast, I have film critic Scott Danielson. Join us every week as a new podcast airs on RadioHorror.com. Supernatural Creatures and Lore covers the monsters mythology connected to the TV series Supernatural, the Dead TV podcast covering canceled television shows in the science fiction, fantasy, and horror genre, and the Lost Boys Movie Minute, where we break down the film Lost Boys one minute to five minutes at a time. Join us every week on the RadioHorror.com network. As you just heard, we got the opportunity to introduce our audience to Dead TV Podcast, where Dr. Chris and Mistress Seneca talk about canceled TV shows. They have already covered Dracula, and currently they're working on the Adams Family episodes. My name is Kristen. And I'm not Amanda. And we are one half of the Exorcisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. For this episode, we have a guest co-host, my boyfriend Connor. Hi, guys. <laughs> And uh, I want to talk about first, how do you feel about horror movies, just in general? I'm not really a big fan of horror movies. I like going to the theater, and I like getting scared and stuff like that. But uh, for whatever reason, I have a lot of trouble getting into horror movies, so most of the time I kind of just find them boring. There's a couple I've really enjoyed. I loved Insidious. I loved Sinister. When I was a kid growing up, uh, Leprechaun scared the hell out of me. Pumpkinhead. But that's, you know, there's a 20-year span between those movies, and that's basically all I've got in terms of good memories of horror movies. Yeah. Do you have any that you flat-out hate? Actually, no. Nothing jumped into my head. Well, I can't think good. of any movies that I just can't stand. I know you're willing to watch them with me, so I appreciate that. They're not bad movies. They're just, they, they don't, they don't do it for me. I know you don't like Jaws. Well, again, it's just kind of boring. It's not, uh... All the unrealistic stuff kind of jumps out to me, and it makes it really hard for me to get into the movie. Got it. So we're doing this special for St. Patty's Day, which I know you, you guys got to hear Amanda and Brad do the Valentine's Day episode, and we're going to do the St. Patty's Day one because that's special to us. So we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. It's, you know, it's going to sound horrible, but it's too commercial. I don't like it. There's too many people out there. There's too much pressure, all of that. So... A few years ago, Connor and I decided we still wanted to do something special, but special to us. It's our own celebration, so we go out and do Valentine's Day things for St. Patty's Day. So for our St. Patty's Day special episode with my co-host, we're going to be reviewing Leprechaun from 1993, which starting out, I already noticed that it was done by Lionsgate, which was interesting to me because I love Cabin in the Woods, and they're the ones who did that, and that's the first thing I thought of. I actually did a little bit of research into that, and it turns out uh, Lionsgate wasn't even around when Leprechaun was filmed. They did purchase the rights to do a uh, 
a remake or a reboot and a TV series that I don't think's released yet. Hmm. But uh, it was originally Trimark, I want to say. Tri- I think it's Trimark. Is that the one with the horse? The Pegasus or whatever flying through? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the copy we watched had Lionsgate, and so... I'm not enough of a movie buff to know Trimark by Got heart. It. Okay, so I got, like, a new release of it then. Probably, yeah, okay. some sort of re-release, Blu-ray, DVD type thing. That's kind of cool. So we start out with the leprechaun, and he's hanging out just counting his gold. And then we switch to a car driving through. The man's driving through this country lane, and he gets to his house, and he is... He's fucked up. He's drunk. <laughs> he's in a limo, thankfully, we find out later. So it's not like drunk driving, but he tosses his bottle of Jameson on the ground. Such a stereotype. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> <laughs> he shows up in this limo, and he's asking about the funeral parlor dropping off a package. Okay, that's weird. Whatever. I haven't seen this movie in years, and so I, I basically remember nothing about it. There was one scene that terrified me, and that's all I had in terms of memory of this movie. So the first whole opening scene, I'm not sure where we are, when we are, what's going on. I was so confused the whole time. So supposedly in this package, whatever's in it, they're going to be rich, right? So he sent over gold from overseas from a little person. I think he actually says we folk or some crap like that. Like he's using all the, the Irish slang. So I couldn't figure from out. A, a leprechaun. <laughs> I couldn't figure out if their accents were fake or not. Like I, obviously I've never right. been to Ireland, but they sounded very stereotypical. They're real bad. (laughs) So they go inside, and the wife is making tea, and she hears a child crying, and then singing, which is weird. But the weirdest thing is it's coming from a suitcase. And then she opens the fucking thing up. Exactly. It's asking her (laughs) to let them out, or they're going to suffocate. Pretty sure they're probably already dead at this point. If they went, like, on a plane and all that, probably dead. But okay. (laughs) She lets the leprechaun out, exactly, and he pushes her down the basement stairs and kills her. Pretty good. Okay, we're already starting (laughs) out great. It's awesome. Uh, The husband comes back in, telling her that he hid the gold. Okay, so the leprechaun now knows, which we know. The leprechaun is imitating his wife from the kitchen, holding tea, so he can make voices, we're finding out. And he walks in with this tea tray and, you know, scares the dude. And then a fight ensues. The, the one thing I noticed, he makes some sort of comment, I don't remember exactly what he says, about how uh, he should have warmed the wife to watch her step or something like that. And the guy, he must be drunk as hell because he doesn't react at all. <laughs> like, he basically was just told, hey, your wife's dead. And he goes, eh. Yeah, he's so chill about it, right? <laughs> I found this ridiculous, but funny. He threatens the leprechaun with a gun and a four-leaf clover. He, and the leprechaun's, like, freaking out. It's like, dude, come on, just shoot him or don't. What are mm-hmm. you doing? I actually look in, looked into that, and I couldn't find anything like in traditional folk tales about a four-leaf clover being anything other than a good luck charm. Nothing? Nothing. So this is total creative license. It's I mean, real awkward. I didn't do a ton of research, but yeah, I couldn't find anything. So I had never seen this movie before. This is my first time watching it. I know you had talked about being afraid of the wheelchair scene, and I didn't have nostalgia to go on, unfortunately. And there were some scenes that were stupid funny there were some scenes that were pretty good funny and there were some scenes that were okay weren't we're fine his makeup was amazing oh man i loved like i love warwick davis to begin with i loved willow i loved oh i know i I couldn't stop hearing his voice in willow Mm Mm-hmm. well i i guess i had i don't know if i'd call them fond memories of leprechaun but i definitely had memories (laughs) of leprechaun and 
I mean, he's Flitwick in Harry Potter. He did Grip Hook in the last couple of movies. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those guys where he's had a hell of a career, and he's a great actor, and it kind of sucks that he's always thrown in the little people role, but I mean, I guess that's kind of... Yeah, I mean... You can't act like you're taller. He made a lot of money from these, <laughs> he did sadly. do a, He did really well for himself, and that's great. <laughs> yeah, he was in, I think, five of them. I think there's five now, and he's been in every single one of them, mm-hmm. which is great. No, he hasn't. Uh, the, the most recent two, actually, after Lionsgate bought it, uh-huh. they got Hornswoggle, who is a wrestler in the WWE, <laughs> a, a little person wrestler. They got Hornswoggle to do the Leprechaun in one of their remakes. Okay. And then they just recently got somebody else. I can't remember his name. But yeah, the, the two most recent Leprechaun films uh, he wasn't in. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I thought he wasn't all of them. So he's threatening him with the gun and the four leaf clover and he ends up actually shooting him down downstairs in the basement he like sees his dead wife and he shoots the leprechaun and it stuns him and he's able to pick him up and put him in a crate and then just sets a, a clover on top of it and nails it shut like that's gonna hold like if he'd thrown the clover in <laughs> and nailed it shut or something cool but like this leprechaun you learn he can obviously teleport or some crap mm-hmm. like you can't just teleport around the clover, mm-hmm. like, out the box. Maybe it's a, an aura, you know, if you're within five feet of a clover, they just lose all their powers. And then, I mean, isn't it gonna, like, die and disintegrate over time? Mm-hmm. Eventually, you see a bunch of spider webs and stuff on it. Not a single spider has ever walked across it and moved it. Never. No wind has come through randomly. I don't believe that. There's no way. Well, that's the thing is, I didn't realize this was a horror comedy. And knowing that it's a horror comedy, I'm more willing to cut it a lot of slack on stuff like, you know, the the clover just chilling there for 10 years and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's not taking itself seriously. So then he covers the crate in gasoline to burn him. Which, and- wouldn't that burn the four-leaf clover? Like, I imagine the four-leaf clover would burn before the leprechaun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> especially coated in gasoline. <laughs> and then the leprechaun's even telling him, he's like, you can't kill me that way. Whatever. We're just gonna, we're just gonna burn him. He takes his wife's body upstairs. <laughs> My favorite quote of the whole movie, so I wrote it down. <laughs> Burn in hell, you little green bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he says that, and he has a heart attack before dropping the match that he's trying to throw down there. It's actually a stroke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because later in the movie, we learn that he's in a nursing home because of a right. stroke, yeah. It, it, I get the feeling that the leprechaun somehow caused him to stroke out. I That's don't what know. I'm, I was yeah. thinking, too. Because he just sounded too smug the whole time the guy was having a stroke. Right, exactly. Does gasoline disintegrate over time? Dis- well, I mean, not disintegrate, but I imagine... Well, I know it loses its potency. Well, I mean, it's still covering that crate ten years later. So mm-hmm. it's still like a, don't touch it. It's still kind of dangerous. Uh, maybe. I know if you keep gas in a uh, in a container, it can only stay there for a few years before it won't burn anymore because the gas hmm. deteriorates over time. Interesting. So we move on to ten years later. And Won't You Be My Four-Leaf Clover song is playing (laughs) while they're driving a red Jeep, which I love. And Jennifer Aniston is complaining about them moving to North Dakota. And her father. She's, like, really mean to him. She, like, calls him an idiot or something like that. I don't remember, but she was a bitch. I actually thought that was her husband for the first, like, 15, 20 minutes of the movie. (laughs) I mean, I just figured it was he's, you know, 60 years old or whatever, and she's in her 20s. That's normal enough, I guess. Right. So they get to the house. Once again, she's pretty upset about it. She seems to be like a valley girl or something. And she's pissed off that it's out in the middle of nowhere. It looks dusty and dirty and gross. And the inside does not, you know, 
lie to her. It, it definitely is. It's covered in cobwebs and all of this stuff. They go down to the basement. And she's still wearing her fucking purse. She brings in stuff, so she already left it inside. Why is she still wearing her purse downstairs? Set it to the side. Clean the fucking house. Move on with your life. Her father looks pretty close to her own age. Like, they just, you know, scruffed up his beard a little bit. But his facial features, I'm like, maybe a little bit older uncle, maybe? I don't know. I think the casting choice on that was weird. No, the guy's just really well-preserved. I looked into it, and like I said, he is maybe not 60. I want to say he's 50 or something, but he... He would have been a father age to her at that point. I think, uh, Mm. I want to say his name's Sanderson. William Sanderson, something like that. But uh, he's just well preserved apparently Hmm. i don't know she's just she's just a brat in this movie she's definitely jennifer aniston has definitely been typecast and she's that same character in every single thing she plays yeah at least everything i've seen her in she's basically the same like even the whole you know rich spoiled brat was her thing in friends and then it's her thing in her first movie and everything like that right did i miss her dad talking about that there would be painters there or something no, the painters just showed up. It's so random. She literally <laughs> runs into this random dude in the middle of nowhere carrying paint thinner by her house. And she's not even she's not even weirded out by it. Yeah. I mean, I assume they probably had a conversation off screen <laughs> that we weren't privy to. But yeah, on screen, suddenly there's just a guy there. And I think they did that for the, the surprise, the jump scare maybe. I don't know. If you guys hear anything, I apologize. We are not recording at Amanda's house, which is where we usually are, and my cats are running through the house, so they're kind of loud. I apologize ahead of time. But yeah, he's randomly carrying paint thinner. I feel like that seems messed up to me, and I'd be like, what are you doing with that paint thinner? Right. At my house in the middle of nowhere. So she threw a fit inside the house with her dad that she didn't want to stay there, and that's how she ran into this dude, because she was paying attention to her phone and trying to call to make reservations. But as soon as, you know, there's this hunk outside, she's she's cool with staying. She's not afraid of anything, even though she still hates the house. And then we move on, and uh, we're introduced to Alex and Ozzy, who are some random painters that are just sitting out there still, or we assume now that they're attached to the paint thinner dude. Uh, Jennifer Aniston carries drinks into the basement for Nathan, her hunk. She's got to make sure that he's, you know, well-nourished. Hydrated. Some random tarp or something falls on her head, and she drops the tray yeah i couldn't tell what fell on her either like i wonder if it was some leprechaun magic crap she drops the tray and it breaks and i think that's just to lead to the scene where he's waking up because he's like asleep Mm -hmm. hibernating for 10 years yeah so her dropping this glass woke him up not her down there throwing a fit with her father or anything else like that no that's not gonna wake a leprechaun up but let's throw a glass by the crate okay hey maybe it took him a minute to wake up where you know he heard all the shouting and you know he thought it was part of his dream and then there was a loud crash and that finally woke him up i've slept through some stuff but this gives us the segue for nathan to talk to her about the previous owner so we hear about old man grady oh grady old man oh grady yeah i I noticed this movie is kind of like i want to say full of stereotypes you know they have the stereotypical Irish accent. They, mm-hmm. you know, he's drinking Jameson Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're bitching about leprechauns. You know, Jennifer Aniston's a very stereotypical valley girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the movie uh, definitely plays on all the, the, the tropes and stereotypes. Ozzy's the very, very stereotypical, not so smart mm-hmm. person. They portray him as being dim-witted, but he always, like, for the first few minutes of the movie, or few minutes of being introduced to him, I wasn't sure if he was just the stereotypical fat guy, or you know, mm-hmm. especially in the early '90s, if you were heavy, you were almost always dim-witted. Right. 
but see, like, I still don't know if Ozzy is actually mentally challenged, not just a little bit dim. Yeah, it definitely gave me a poor man's Tommy boy mm-hmm. type scenario. So them talking about O'Grady gives them the opportunity to go, hey, let's open this crate. This random thing that's just been sitting here for 10 years, it's totally his shit, let's open it. But typical horror movie, you know, they start to open it and then they hear Ozzy freaking out outside. And they go outside and he's covered in blue paint because that little kid's a dick. Yeah, like I, I like the little kid throughout the movie, but uh, yeah, he kind of is a, kind of an asshole at this point. Yeah. So that leads, since Ozzy's now covered in blue paint, he goes in the house to clean up, which is like the fastest clean up on earth. Well, and like <laughs> he, he's, he's washing off or he's drying off with a towel. And the towel is perfectly clean, which means somehow he managed to get all of the blue paint out of his face and hair <laughs> without having to take a shower or anything and then dry off with his towel. And he's like perfectly clean. Totally works out that way in real life. Absolutely. <laughs> but it gives the opportunity for Ozzy, the dumb one. To be the one to spot the leprechaun. To be in the house. And he hears what he thinks is Alex's voice from downstairs. So he goes downstairs and he thinks Alex is in the crate. How he nailed himself in is a good question. We gotta have the dumb one to do it. That's mm-hmm. how it works. But he brushes the clover off the crate. Why? It's literally covered in so many spider webs, dust, stuff that's been there for freaking 10 years. And he's like, oh, this clover is the thing that's in the way. Just open the crate. Don't worry about the clover. It'll fall off with the dust. Why are you even worrying about it? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we have to move it away from the leprechaun. Yeah, that way the leprechaun can get all his powers back. So he brushes it off, and of course the leprechaun bursts out of the crate. And then he is, you know, scaring Ozzy. And he's saying weird shit. And then he randomly eats a bug. Yeah, I mean, hungry, sure. But uh, also... Like, picks it off his arm or something. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't see, I think it was a spider, but it almost looked like a, a, a cricket or something also. I have no idea what type of bug it was. It was gross. Where'd it come from? Wasn't it in the crate with him already? Did he not have breakfast? He could have had it in there. He didn't have to do it in front of Ozzy. <clears throat> then he explains to Ozzy that he's a leprechaun, which, I mean, he's kind of dressed like one. Do you really need to explain that? Well, I mean, he's even sarcastic about it. <laughs> like, you know, don't you see the buckles on my shoes? <laughs> like, <laughs> And he asks Ozzy if he's seen his gold. So we know that's going to be our movie, is he's going to be on the search for that. And then he talks about polishing his shoes. I mean, so so that's another thing that is actually leprechaun, uh, leprechaun lore, or whatever. Is they're traditionally shoemakers, so okay. it's got that going for him. But I think he goes a bit beyond a shoemaker. I think he's got himself a shoe fetish. Yeah, I. But they're converse. Like, what are you gonna polish? Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but that is cool. I didn't know that about leprechauns and shoes. So that at least it's got one thing, even though the clover didn't pan out yeah. to be real mythology. But yeah, it's Converse. You're not going to, like, polish anything. I don't know what that's about. And he shuts the door with the magic. And then he just opens the door again. (laughs) Because he's not powerful enough yet. Well, again, he makes that comment of, well, I guess I don't have all my magic back yet, so. And then Ozzy is a freaking crazy person, comes barreling out of the house, and he's talking about leprechauns. And they're like, wow, you're an idiot. What the hell happened down there? But I mean, at least they go down to investigate. They do. They all go downstairs to find that the leprechaun, of course, is gone. Well, the part I love is, so Nathan 
is smart enough to grab a weapon, and good on him for that. Mm-hmm. But instead of going to his truck that's full of tools <laughs> and grabbing something heavy and metal, mm-hmm. he grabs a little stick laying on the ground. And it, it's probably just because he's not taking Ozzy seriously, but still, come on. <laughs> he's like, yeah, there's going to be a rat down there, and I'm just going to beat it with this. But in typical horror movie fashion, he's not down there. And you see from his point of view that he's hiding and watching them talk. Ozzy brings up how he doesn't brush his teeth. I'm like, what the... The leprechaun doesn't? Why is that needed, though? Like, because you're, cause you're a stupid person, I guess. You just gotta throw something random out there. How has he been able to brush his teeth for ten years? He hasn't. Just deal with it. Don't call him out on it, poor dude. Once again, typical horror movie tropes. They hear some noise, and... <gasps> it's a rat! Oh my god. Of course it is. Because mm-hmm. you know it can't be the leprechaun. Because they can't know. So they go outside, and there's, of course, a huge rainbow. A very fake-looking rainbow. <laughs> a very fake-looking rainbow. Which is a sign to Ozzy, and he's got to find the end of it. So he goes to find the end of the rainbow, which leads to an old rusted-out truck. I love that the rainbow actually just ends at the truck, like visibly ends. Mm-hmm. And then that stupid kid. Right, he's seen, he, he's heard Ozzy bitching about a leprechaun. He's seen this weird-looking rainbow. He followed it to its end, and he's still, oh no, there's no such thing as leprechauns. Oh, I just mean, he comments on the truck and he goes, do you think we can start it? Fucking oh. rusted out. I mean, he's still a kid. I'm not. I was gonna take that in the beginning, but then later on, he works on their own truck. He oh, is true. the mechanic of their truck. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Ozzy gets to the open door of the truck and he finds one piece of gold just laying there on the seat. And then when they move to the other side and their little chase of who who's gonna get the coin, the rest of the bag shows up and it just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, that, that was weird to me also. It was almost like the, the leprechaun wanted the bag to show up there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was I, weird. I, yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't figure out why the bag just magically showed up. Yeah. Ozzy bites one of the coins, because that's how he's going to tell if it's real gold or not. And his dumbass swallows it. Yeah. What the... I've, I've never... Well, I guess I've never bit a coin before, but, like, I usually have a conscious act of swallowing. <laughs> yeah. And then, once again, this stupid fucking kid... I'm sorry... I don't like this kid. Really? I like the kid. He's an idiot. I actually liked him during the movie. Now that I'm thinking more about him, I'm like, wow, he's an idiot. He's just a kid. He tells Ozzy that they're going to save the coins and they're going to get him a brain operation to make him smart. What the fuck? (laughs) So they decide to hide the coins that they found and that Ozzy hasn't swallowed so that they can get him his brain operation. And the camera moves back to Jennifer Aniston those fucking shorts man they were great they were so 90s oh yeah every time i was looking at it i mean this is early 90s too so it still had some of that holdover from the 80s really bright colors and those tennis shoes Mm -hmm. bright neon pink laces and white high tops Mm -hmm. height of fashion would get them made fun of today yes and her shorts they were denim and then they had like a random piece on the bottom of just fabric of black and like flowers it was great it's very 90s and she goes over to the truck to I don't know, what's she doing? She's getting something out of it for Nathan? I feel like that's what she's doing. And something's getting handsy with her underneath it. And she's just, like, cool with it. She's just letting it happen. Yeah, a guy she met for less than an hour is, she thinks, is stroking her calves. And she's just good with it. She's smiling and, like... From under the truck? Like, mm-hmm. that's another level of creepy also. Do you think that this random dude you just met is crawling under this truck just to get handsy with your legs? Mm-hmm. WTF, mate. Nathan walks past and she realizes it's not him. So she freaks out and then she gets cut. She gets scratched pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
Leprechaun runs off, and her father and Nathan come running over to see what happened, because she's freaking out. But the Leprechaun had run off, and now it's in the bushes making cat noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Which that. my cats are doing right now, <laughs> so perfect timing. But it's making cat noises, and her her dad all the people in this movie are so stupid i know he just wanders over and sticks his hand in a random hole that he thinks a feral cat is inside (laughs) either way you're gonna get something you're not gonna want a scratch a bite and that's what happens he gets fucking bit because you put your hand in a random hole you can't see because you're an idiot and leprechauns are apparently cannibals out in the middle of nowhere in north dakota bet me they don't have rattlesnakes out there you're an idiot they freak out and they're going to take him to the hospital. So they all get in the truck and I noted that it was three guys that paint. That's that's their business. Very straightforward. And the kid who's like, what, 10, 11? He's the mechanic and the truck doesn't start and the kid has to get out and fix it. I actually get the feeling that he's not their mechanic. I think it's one of those things where this truck doesn't start all the time and the kid just knows how to fix this one issue. Okay, maybe I'll give him the... You think we can start the other truck then? Just this one Maybe. Time. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the leprechaun runs into the barn and he steals a tricycle. And oh my god. Like, I saw this and I don't want to be offensive, but I kind of like, all I could think is, did the director kind of want <laughs> oh to see, you know, little people on tricycles and on pogo sticks? Oh my and, god. Yeah, basically. Like, like, this movie is so weird. Mm-hmm. Why? He steals this little tricycle, which... He just runs out of there like, like the dickens. Well, he manages to keep up with a truck. Yeah, he races after this truck to the hospital. The truck gets to the emergency room, and Ozzy and Alex decide that they're going to take their coin, their bag of coins, they're going to take it to an antique dealer to get a quote on it. And the leprechaun, they get to the antique dealer, and he just knocks with the coin on the window. Such great as the guy service. As the guy is turning the sign to close, and he sees the coin, and he's like, I'm gonna check that out. One of those asshole customers that comes at the very last fucking second, mm-hmm. and then gets you killed, you know. <laughs> so, the leprechaun shows up in the alley on the tricycle. So, not only did he follow them to the emergency room on this trike, but he also followed these two people to an antiques dealer on this tricycle. Nobody notices shit. What the fuck? They decide that they're going to leave their coin with the dealer because he's going to research it overnight. They leave, and he hears a bell in the back room. Knowing he's alone, Mm -hmm. he hears some bell, which is the trike bell that we will hear a few times throughout the rest of the movie. He starts opening the safe, even though he just heard this bell. He doesn't even really go check. He's just like, anybody there? Nobody answers. He's like, okay, it's fine. Whatever. He goes to open the safe, and a fucking tricycle gets rolled at him. He already asked if he's alone. He knows he's alone, and something rolls at him. He is not freaked out enough. No, yeah, he's totally nonchalant. Like, st- weird stuff must happen in that shop all the time. It's definitely haunted in there. We need a spinoff <laughs> movie about all the crazy shit that happens in that exactly. store. He's so nonchalant. I feel like he should have freaked the fuck out, but whatever. He goes back to open the safe, and the leprechaun comes out and bites his leg. Which, once again, he's down way too long. That thing bit your leg. Okay, that fucking sucks. But he's just like, oh, just laying there as the leprechaun finds a pogo stick. So that whole time that he's going to grab the pogo stick and he's pogoing towards you, he's still just laying there like, oh, my leg. It's actually one of the things I noticed in this movie is they do a really good job of uh, making sure that the leprechaun's victims are always on the ground when he (laughs) wants to kill them. Yeah, because, oh, they had to. But... I feel like it's a bite. Like, get up. Kick the little dude in the face. 
Let's move on. Well, I imagine a guy who's not used to being in survival situations or anything like that. Like, you know, somebody bit the hell out of my leg. I'd probably be like, ow, this really hurts. What's going on for a second? But I imagine when he started pogoing towards me, I'd get the hell out of there. I feel like adrenaline's got to kick in at some point. Come mm-hmm. on. So the leprechaun kills him with the pogo stick by jumping up and down on him. Which was a pretty... I liked that. That was probably my favorite kill. <laughs> and also fucking stupid, but it was funny. Very over the top. Mm-hmm. So he kills the dealer, and then he shines his shoes. I told you, shoe fetish. <laughs> the leprechaun has a thing for shoes. He shines this dude that he just killed. He shines his shoes, and then he gets in a toy truck that he steals. It's hot. And so the leprechaun has stolen this little yellow toy truck, and he's driving the toy car, and uh, a cop sees him and goes after him and pulls him over. I don't think I would. Well, I mean... I think he probably thought it was like a go-kart or something like that. Like, there's no way the leprechaun was doing 80 to be speeding or anything like that. Like, I think the guy just assumed somebody with a road illegal vehicle was cruising down the road and And pulled him over. Went after him, Mm -hmm. which I'm pretty sure he was eating a donut beforehand, you know. Really? Gotta keep the tropes going. Yeah. Yeah. He attacks the cop by... I don't even know what exactly he does. He, like, scratches him or something? Yeah, I think he scratches him. And then there's the chase and... And then he steals his gun. Does that come in anywhere else? I don't actually think the leprechaun ever fires that gun. So he just, like, steals it and that doesn't come back. I mean, I I assume getting shot hurts regardless of whether or not it kills you. So he just didn't want him to use it. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even notice that until now. And the cop runs away and he hides. Meanwhile, as this is happening, we're going back and forth between Jennifer Aniston and... uh, it's gonna be Jennifer Aniston and Nathan. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't know the actor's name. Jennifer Aniston and Nathan are at the diner and they're talking, and we're going back and forth between that and this cop. That was actually something I noticed. Was it's the famous Saugus Cafe, mm-hmm. which is not in North Dakota. It's in California. Mm-hmm. So I have a hunch that it's the restaurant they use in a lot of movies, but I didn't find anything in research. Oh, I'm sure it probably, most definitely is. It looks fairly familiar. Like they probably use it in mm-hmm. a lot of them. So he runs away and he's hiding. And the leprechaun's totally keeping up with him in high heels. Mm-hmm. That's badass. I don't think I could do that. It's actually something I noticed is you never see him running, the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they have a foot double for when he needs to run and you just see his feet tapping along the ground. That's fair. I'm pretty sure Warwick Davis said that they were just, it was so painful to be in those high heels. So that's fair. I wouldn't want to be in them then. And the cop keeps running and suddenly he sees a hat laying on the ground. And while he sees this hat, the leprechaun is, like, teleporting around him also. And then he runs away, so he thinks he's okay. And he, like, takes a break, and he chills by a tree, and the leprechaun just jumps on him and breaks his neck. Mm -hmm. It's great. I think that might actually be my favorite kill. It wasn't a pogo stick Mm -hmm. or anything weird like that. It was a legit kill? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It wasn't playing for comedy. Yeah. So we go back once again to Jennifer Aniston. She's at the diner. And she talks about how she feels very strongly about not killing living things. You know, throw it in there because we're going to need that for later. Mm-hmm. Of course. And the leprechaun heads back to their house. And he's just destroying it, trying to find his gold. He's going through everything. And he finds a box of Lucky Charms. Well, they're not not—they're not actually Lucky Charms. It, oh, it's, no? No, I think, it's, I think it's Lucky Coins or... Lucky Clovers. They're called Lucky Clovers. Uh, so they couldn't get the uh, copyrights to it. Well, Got what's it. weird is later the kid talks about Lucky Charms. 
So they couldn't they couldn't have the box in the movie, but they were definitely allowed to refer to them. Got it. So yeah, he finds some lucky charms. You know, we get a little haha out of that, which I thought was good. And then he's randomly in his search for his gold. He's like collecting shoes, and he's putting them on the table. And he takes time. He takes a break, and he's like, gotta sh- gotta shine this shit. Shoe fetish. <laughs> they get back to the house, and they get inside, and of course it is trashed. And they take the time to clean it before the leprechaun starts his shit. Mm-hmm. Just fucking start your shit. Why do you gotta wait for them to clean it? They're like, pause, and they come back on. Oh wow, that took a long time to clean. Like what? Why do we care? We don't <laughs> care. It's a horror movie. Ooh, there was actually one thing in the scene when the the leprechaun is uh, tossing the house. He uh, he finds a mirror, and he sees himself in the mirror, and he like flinches back. And I'm like, wow, does he not realize what he looks like? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's it. I think they're trying to imply that this leprechaun has never seen a mirror before. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've been around since he's been around. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had mirrors back in Roman times, so. Mm-hmm. But his makeup is badass. It, like, he does it really look at is. him for, ha- at himself afterwards, like, mm, yeah, I kind of like that because mm-hmm. he should because the makeup artist in this killed it. Oh yeah. That was the best money spent on this movie. Mm-hmm. So they clean the trash kitchen, but they also note that the shoes are sitting there all nice and shined on the table. And, but once they finish cleaning the kitchen, they hear a bell. So we think, oh my god, the leprechaun's back. And it's Ozzy walking out with the fucking bell. But then Ozzy and Alex are talking about killing the leprechaun, and they hear the bell again, and it's sitting next to them, and it's not moving. No one's touching it. So, of course, you know, gotta go back with that. Mm-hmm. Nathan goes out to find the leprechaun, and he trips and falls right into a fucking bear trap. Because they need an excuse to get him on the ground so that the leprechaun can torture him without it looking ridiculous. <laughs> He beats up that leprechaun, though. He does good. He he holds out. This might actually be one of the few horror movies I've seen where I feel like people actually put up a good fight. They really do. He beats up the leprechaun, and then the leprechaun runs away, and everyone else runs out to try and, like, see why Nathan's freaking out. And then the leprechaun comes back, and he just bites the fuck out of him. (laughs) Bites his leg again. I was actually thinking about that. Like, does he bite their legs on purpose to try to get them on the ground? Like, right? D- does... Or is that just something fun he, he wants to do? Right. I mean, leg, leg meat's good meat. <gasps> I mean, favorite part of the chicken right there. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Aniston and Alex start just beating the fuck out of this leprechaun to get him off of him. It's great. Meanwhile, Ozzy's inside the house and he's calling the cops and he sounds like a crazy person. Talking about bring the army and bring the cops and bring the FBI and there's a freaking leprechaun. Okay, but hold on a second. This is the only horror movie where anybody has ever called the cops in a situation where the cops could help. And the only reason that doesn't just solve the problem is because Ozzy is crazy and they know he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's times when we get, like, scream, but he disappears and stuff like that. But, yeah, he does sound like a crazy person, so they don't help. And it literally pans to him getting off the phone and the cops are talking about how yesterday he was talking about a UFO. and Mm -hmm. So he does this shit often. So one of the new movies they made is uh, the the reboot, and it did the thing that Halloween did where uh, they pretended that all the extra movies never happened, only the first one did. Oh, yeah? And Ozzy is the only character that comes back from the original movies in the reboot. So maybe it is all in his head. Maybe that's going to be a twist here in a little while. Look, we've already planted it. Whoever's going to make the next Leprechaun, let's do it. Uh, that it in the series, though. There we go. The final scene in the final Leprechaun movie needs to be him sitting there with a snow globe. Oh, my God. With a Leprechaun inside. Like St. Allegis. <laughs> nice. St. Elsewhere. So they get a shotgun, and they shoot the Leprechaun just enough so that they can get the bear trap off of Nathan's leg. 
And then he just fucking goes off. He just keeps shooting in the dark. He gets rid of all ammo. Yeah, like, I, I try to cut him some slack because panic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, you're not hitting anything. You don't know if you're hitting nah. anything. You're just assuming that the thing is laying there on the ground. And then he even comments later. He's like, it's definitely dead. I shot, like, nine rounds into it. Mm-hmm. in Into nothing. Like, you couldn't see shit. He was gone. Never count somebody dead unless you've seen their body. And even then, you can still be wrong. Exactly. So he's bleeding to death from both this bite and this fucking bear trap, basically. And they take him first to the house. No. Take him to the fucking truck. Mm-hmm. Run One person, run in, grab the keys, let's go. Why do you even have to get back inside the house? Yeah, but then you're splitting up. And then there's one guy in the house who gets Split picked off by the two. leprechaun. Okay. But, like, think about it. One of those four people is a little kid. You Ooh. can't leave him with the truck. Because, you know, then, then the guy in the truck is unprotected. And, and so if you, or if you send him in the house to get the keys, then he's no help he, if Jennifer Aniston gets hit. Like, but he later <laughs> sets up bear traps and he starts a okay, car. Okay, that's true. He's pretty ingenious by himself. He's a pretty, uh, pretty brave kid. Or he has no sense of his own mortality. Exactly. So, of course, we've already seen in the beginning, they made sure to point it out, the car, the truck doesn't always start. And once again, the truck doesn't start. So Alex goes out to fix it. And he opens it, and the leprechaun is, like, eating the engine parts. Uh-huh. What the fuck? I mean, I, he eats bugs, but engine stuff, cords and stuff? Well, I, I assumed know. it was just him sabotaging the engine, and apparently he's a very, uh... Just, like, break it! He was a strong dude. He's got an oral fixation. <laughs> if he can solve a problem with his mouth, he solves it with his mouth. Gross. I mean, that's why he makes all the sarcastic comments all the time. I guess that's why he keeps biting people. Yeah, makes sense. He busts out of the hood, and he gets on top, and he busts through the glass and bites Ozzy on his ear. Then somebody shoves the car lighter on his nose, and he freaks out, and he takes off. And then you see him in the barn, and he's welding something. Mm-hmm. And he busts out with this, like... Demolition derby car or something, like... Like Mad Max. Mm-hmm. But for little people. <laughs> and it's got, like, a pitchfork on the end. And he races over to their truck and pushes it over, and it, like, rolls like three times or some shit it's ridiculous so over the top yes the whole movie is over the yes. top so they get out of the truck that's just been rolled over and they race back into the house from the leprechaun and they shut the door literally on his fucking hand and cut it off i mean is a leprechaun hand like a monkey's paw like like seriously there's lore <laughs> about like if lucky? you catch a leprechaun they'll grant you three wishes like the whole giving you their gold yeah. thing i don't think that's traditional i think that's a more recent thing but them granting you wishes is is classic so I wonder if they could have picked up that leprechaun hand and made monkey paw wishes. That's disturbing and also interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder, huh? But the hand has a life of its own, and it uh, it's on the... Because they locked the door, and the hand's inside the house, and the leprechaun's outside the house. So the hand crawls up, and it unlocks the door for him. And then he just pops it back on. It's pretty easy. Not a big deal. This is actually where I noticed something interesting. Like, when he got shotgunned earlier, he bled green blood. But when his hand gets cut off, he bled red blood. And then he goes back to green later on and back to red later on. Why? Well, in, in my research, I found out that they did a bunch of uh, reshoots. Okay. Because I want to say the producers wanted it to be more gory to target an older audience. Okay. And so they did a couple of reshoots. And I bet you in the reshoots, they forgot that his blood was blood was green instead of red. And it's shamrock green. Like, when you get shotgunned, it is the most vibrant green, I guess. Most movies, if you have green blood, it's kind of like a sickly green, right? Yeah. No, this stuff is the green of a clover patch. Hmm. That's a really cool comment just on society, that they wanted to make it gorier for the older audience. Because nowadays, it would be 
they want to make it gorier for the younger audience. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool because those are the, the older audience at that time were the ones that went with slasher flicks. Yeah, that went to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. That's that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. So back inside the house, Jennifer Aniston is freaking out, and she decides that she's going to call someone. Her portable cell phone is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so big back from the nineties. Well, actually, I thought about that and. Having a cell phone in the early 90s was expensive mm-hmm. in every possible way. Yeah. So if she has the money to have a portable cell phone, and she's supposed to be a teenager at this point, that means her dad's loaded. If her dad's loaded, why are they moving to a shithole in North Dakota? Maybe her mom's loaded. Maybe they're divorced. And she won the cell phone in the divorce? What, women can't work on their own and pay for their <laughs> own cell phones? What the she's f- a teenager. No, like her mom is, lo- like, wait, like the mom and dad are divorced and the mom paid for her cell phone. Ah. Huh. <laughs> So she calls the cops on her huge phone, and they say that they're going to send one person out, but we see that the leprechaun has already killed them. And they're talking they're talking inside the house, and Ozzy, once again, he keeps bringing up that it's leprechaun this whole time, and they're like, you're fucking crazy. You're an idiot. This is not true. Leprechauns aren't real. He brings it up again, and Jennifer Aniston, why are we sitting at an hour into an hour and a half movie and Jennifer Aniston is still saying leprechauns aren't real? Mm-hmm. She just saw this little motherfucker bite Nathan in his little dressed up costume. How can you not assume this is a leprechaun at that point? Even if it's some crazy dude pretending to be a leprechaun because he wants to dress up and do this. Mm-hmm. Fucking leprechaun. Just say it. She's kind of mean to Ozzy. And mm-hmm. I actually felt kind of bad about it because it's over the top mean. It's not just... Dude, there's no such thing as leprechauns, cool your jets. It's, she's, you know, you're an idiot, and right. I actually felt bad. <laughs> right. Alex and Ozzy tell Jennifer Anston where they hid the gold, and she goes out with a shotgun to go find it. So she at least believes that much, that even if this is just some random psycho, he wants his fucking money. Mm-hmm. Let's go find it. And so she goes out with her shotgun, and they say that they hid it in the well. So she goes over to the well, pulls it up, and of course, as soon as she gets it, the leprechaun pops up. And she hands over the gold and runs back inside in, like, the craziest run ever. <laughs> She's like, ah! It was great. Runs back inside, and Leprechaun seems happy at this point. He's out there counting his gold. Everybody seems okay. And then he realizes that there's one missing. Dun, dun, dun. So inside, they think that they're okay. And, you know, their problems are done because Leprechaun has his gold. And Alex goes to the fridge, and Leprechaun just pops out. And he plays this cabinet hiding game where he's in one and then they open it and he's in another and then they open that one it's like a scene right out of scooby-doo yes exactly (laughs) but he's playing this cabinet hiding game where jennifer aniston will open it and nathan will try and shoot he'll be ready and he keeps moving around and then they've opened all three cabinets and he's gone so they open like a drawer and the leprechaun comes out and just grabs his dick got your cock (laughs) (laughs) And then he's he's still teleporting around, and they don't know where he is, and they're hunting through the house for him at this point. And then he comes down the chimney like Santa, which is pretty good. Yeah. And then when he comes down the chimney, Nathan comes around the corner and shoots him down. And he's down. He's dead, right? Covered there in green blood, I think, at that point, not red. So they think he's dead, and they're, like, poking him with the gun. And he jumps up and runs off, of course, because, you know, they never die. That's what mm-hmm. horror movies are about. He's not going to die. And he's told, like, he's literally told people, you can't kill me. Yes. And they hear a sound, and he's, like, racing by on a little skateboard. They hear him running around breaking shit, and they're trying to find him, like, through the floorboards. Because they hear him in the basement, they think, and then he's popping out outside, and where is he? 
and he busts through the kitchen floor and gets shot again and runs off. He calls the telephone, you know, prank phone call, and Aniston freaks out and crashes the phone and just destroys it and it's on the ground. He calls it again and her dumbass picks it up. What do you think he's doing? Like, I mean, it seems like a safe way to communicate with the guy that wants to kill you. Nightmare and Elm Street had already come out at this point, you guys. Do these people in horror movies not watch horror movies? Come on! I'm sh- it's probably like The Walking Dead, where in The Walking Dead there's never been a zombie movie, there's never been uh. anything. So maybe maybe every horror movie takes place in a universe where there's no such thing as horror movie. Jesus. <laughs> so of course he's calling, and of course she picks it up, and a little hand pops through the phone. Because she's an idiot. And Ozzy realizes that what happened was the leprechaun wants all his coins and Ozzy still has one in his stomach. And he tells everyone that. And as soon as he tells everyone that, Aniston finally fucking admits that there's a leprechaun. That it's real. Hold on, back up. The best part of the... Or, not the best part, but I love this scene because Ozzy volunteers to go out. Like, Mm -hmm. his first impulse is, well, if it's in my stomach, I'll go give it to him. Like, he he redeems himself a little bit. Maybe not redeems himself, but he, uh, I don't know. I just like that little tiny act of heroism from Ozzy. I feel like having the leprechaun just, like, cut it out of his stomach would have made this movie a billion times better. That would have been a great end. (laughs) He cuts it out of his stomach and then makes some dirty limerick about how, you know, don't ever touch his gold again. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we're sitting at an hour and 12 minutes to an hour and 31 minutes of this movie, and Aniston finally admits there's a leprechaun. That's a little extreme. Come on. Admit it sooner. And then we start talking about old man O'Grady again, who is the man from the beginning that we thought... I thought he had a heart attack, but he had a stroke. I assumed he was dead at this point. Exactly. I thought he was dead. But we find out he's still alive. And that Aniston needs to go talk to him to see if he knows anything about this. They leave with a box of shoes so that they can distract a leprechaun. I think that's Nate's idea, and I'm kind of proud of him. Like, he put some shit together that nobody explicitly said to him. Like, the leprechaun didn't threaten to, to shine Nate's shoes. The leprechaun didn't... Yeah, I, I guess I'm just proud of him that he, he saw the shoes and he put two and two together. And, you know, you think of him as a bit of a meathead because that's how he's portrayed, but... Yeah, exactly. That's cool for him. He didn't have any connection with that. So they leave with the box of shoes for a distraction, and it works. Aniston jumps in the truck, and they're just, like, chucking them at the leprechaun, and he's distracted by it, and she races off in the Jeep. And she she races off while everyone else is left at home, and the leprechaun grabs onto the Jeep with fucking roller skates and just keeps up until she makes a turn, and he lets go, and he just flies through the fence, and it leaves a little leprechaun shape. Like a cartoon. Aniston makes it to the retirement home, and on the night guard's desk, who's asleep, there's a clipboard literally just sitting there that says room numbers. That's it. There's that and, like, payment slips. Nothing else on this fucking desk. Room numbers. And she opens it up, and she finds the dude's name, but she doesn't even find the room number. Yeah, she just sees that this is the right retirement home, and I assume she knew that. Like, somebody told her which retirement home it was, if this town even has more than one retirement home. She heads to the room and she finds O'Grady, but of course it's not O'Grady. It's the leprechaun who then chases her through the halls in a wheelchair. And this is the scene that gave me nightmares when I was a kid. I was four years old when this movie came out, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure I watched it when I was four years old because I don't have strong memories. But yes, I do remember for weeks 
maybe every other night I would wake up having a nightmare that the leprechaun is in a wheelchair chasing me down the hallway. Jesus Christ. It's interesting to look at things that scared us so much as children, but don't affect us now. Because I remember, I had never actually even seen Child's Play, but just the cover of Child's Play, I had so many nightmares. And then when I was older and I finally watched it, I was kind of scared. I was like, this is going to be scary. And I watched it, and I'm like, that was fucking lame. Mm -hmm. I was seriously terrified of that for so long. And that's how I felt watching this scene was, it was almost a little slapstick. Like, they had to speed up him in the wheelchair because it was hard for him to work the wheels. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they, they filmed him doing it, and they just sped him up. Got it. And uh, I thought it looked a little slapstick as an adult, but as a kid, I wonder if that made it feel even more... Uh... Supernatural? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she ducks into an elevator, and O'Grady falls out of the ceiling. Still alive, of course. Of well, course he's I just still got alive. bit in the leg. <laughs> right. He's still alive, and he tells her how to kill the leprechaun with a four-leaf clover. Then he dies. Literally. So melodramatic. So bad acting. Just like that. He falls to the ceiling, tells her real quick, and then, ugh. And then he's dead. <laughs> she races back to the house in her Jeep, and of course, he follows in the wheelchair. And can totally keep up. Mm -hmm. Totally works that way. Ooh, it was actually at this point I noticed that the Jeep has North Dakota plates. Despite the fact that they just okay. moved from California. I mean, maybe the dad's just on top of stuff where he got that taken care of right away. Right. Like, good on him. But it, I, I noticed <laughs> it and I was like, wait. Yeah, that makes no sense. It takes a lot longer than that. The four the clovers were behind the well. So she races her Jeep over there and she gets out and she starts pawing through the clovers to find something. And the leprechaun catches her, of course. She runs. He chases. She races all the way to the dead cop and she gets in the car and locks the door and Leprechaun is trying to break in and she literally shoves a nightstick in his eye. That was pretty good. I liked that. But it ruined his eye. So he pulls the nightstick out and then he start he pulls the fucking door off the car. So he's strong. Mm -hmm. And he crawls in there and he pulls the dead cop's eye out of his socket and puts it in his own. That was terrifying and awesome. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Aniston's freaking out in the back still because he's trying to go get her. And Nathan and Ozzy and Alex have raced out of the house and they shoot him through the door. So they, they killed him again. And then they race away and she races right back to the clover patch to go find the four-leaf clover. Which she gives up on in like a minute. Like she kind of like paws so through fast. a little bit and then ah, to hell with this. Meanwhile, we're seeing Alex running into the shed and he's trying to set up a trap literally while the leprechaun is watching do you not have any sixth sense nothing you can't kind of like feel him sitting there can't hear him breathing nothing you're out in the middle of nowhere it's pretty quiet you know i actually think it's really cool how people can feel when they're being watched like that's impressive i can have my headphones on and just tell yeah that there's somebody in the room so it's amazing that that kid didn't get that <laughs> exactly tingling on the back of your neck and so Aniston's giving up, but, you know, Ozzy does his little speech for her that she has to have faith, and she finds a four-leaf clover. After being incredibly mean to Ozzy again. Yeah, and it goes back to the barn, where the leprechaun has grabbed Alex, and he's trying to shove his head in a fucking bear trap. Ozzy runs in and says to leprechaun that he swallowed the coin, and he runs, and of course the leprechaun chases him again, and beats the fucking shit out of Ozzy. He mm -hmm. is drenched in blood, you guys. Mm -hmm. He doesn't cut his stomach open though for some reason like yeah. you'd think that'd be his first thing why is this kid the one why is he not being protected alex is the one he takes the fucking four leaf clover and he puts it in his little slingshot and he gets the leprechaun right in the mouth after he wraps his gum with the four leaf clover like that's nat like he pulls his gums out wraps the four leaf clover on it and shoots it into warwick davis's mouth like 
Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and once the flavor clover is in his mouth, he starts melting into like this green goo. And Which then... is how I would feel if somebody shot me in the mouth <laughs> with their gum. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the poltergeist pyrotechnics come in, so he melts away in green goo and purple flashing lights. And as he's melting, he falls into the well, because that's what he's, you know, against. And they pull Ozzy up to the porch, and dude, he is messed up. And the melted leprechaun starts climbing back up the well. Nathan pushes him back in, pours gas down on in the well, and drops a match. And of course, it explodes. Right? Like, <laughs> I think gas floats on water. So I know you can technically light water on fire, right? Mm-hmm. But you hear a splash when the leprechaun goes down. He's not going to burn to death while he's in water. He's already said, you can't burn me up, but whatever. And then it explodes. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> it was great. I guess Michael Bay directed that part of it. Typical horror movie ending. The morning comes and the cops show up and we go out with the well. It's still burning. And Leprechaun is basically saying, you know, the typical trope of I'll be back. And then the end. I felt like the ending was too easy. Well, like you said, she finally admits that there's such thing as leprechauns with 12 minutes left in the movie, which means the everything that happened afterwards was in 12 minutes. It goes from yeah. everyone's going to be dead to suddenly it spins and everything's just okay. Exactly. Exactly why I'm upset that it took her so long to understand that. Because in typical horror movies, we have a certain timeline and she should have realized it much sooner because mm-hmm. we had all this other stuff to wrap up at the end and they had to wrap it up too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, actually, I think you're right. I don't think the ending is bad. I think it's rushed. Yeah, absolutely. So what did you feel on rewatch? Honestly, I, I enjoyed the movie more than I expected to. Okay. It wasn't a, uh, a great movie. Like, I will never crave to watch it again. Mm-hmm. But it was an hour and a half well spent. Once I realized that it was a horror comedy, like, I changed my, my mode of watching. And I was able to enjoy it more for what it was instead of expecting a straight horror movie. That's good. And I think that's important to know, you know, what you're watching. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually more entertained by it than I thought I would. I will probably continue to watch the series. I'm starting to realize, because I've always been the, I like the old good horror, and I'm starting to realize that there's some fun in some of this really shitty horror. Mm-hmm. So I might actually go out and watch two, three, four, five, whatever, just well, to see. two and three were released in theaters. Actually, I know two was released in theaters. Two or three, whichever one they stopped showing in theaters did so poorly that everyone afterwards was directed to DVD. So there hasn't been a Leprechaun movie in theaters since, I want to say, Leprechaun 2. Wow. But Warwick Davis kept on doing them all. Well, I mean, there, there's a wiki devoted to Leprechaun, but the guy can't spell Leprechaun, so it's not a very dedicated wiki. Oh, that's horrible. Your biggest fan can't even <laughs> spell your movie. That's pretty sad. Well, it's a reasonable misspelling. It's He got everything right, but it's L-E-P-R-E, and he did L-E-P-E-R. Leprechaun. So, yeah, so of all the things to get wrong, that one's the most reasonable, but... Does he get wrong a lot? No, actually, it, okay. it's just the title. He writes it correctly everywhere. I, I'm wondering if he, you know, put in the title and realized it was wrong and said, you know what, changing it would be too much work. <laughs> so here is where Amanda would usually plug our Instagram and where we're available. And unfortunately, you guys, I am a bad co-host because I don't know what all of our names are on everything. I do know that you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Pocket Casts. Connor did build our website, and it does look amazing. There's some things that still need to be fixed on it for you guys, but it looks great. Next week, we won't have Connor. 
And we'll be back with the full Extra Sisters. Yes, we'll have Amanda back. And it's alive. Until then, stay creepy.